it's Gilbert Gottfried. Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, your go-to podcast on old things mining. Well, this is Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. And today I'm joined by a student at the University of Alberta in Edmonton, Abby Hall. Abby, how are you today? Good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, I, I know your year is coming to an end here. We're recording this just before uh, Christmas weekend. And are, are you going to be staying put for the holidays or going somewhere? Um, hopefully you're going to get up to some skiing in the next week or so. So I'm excited okay. for that. There's been a big dump of snow down in the Rockies. So. Okay, nice, nice. When I uh, was a grad student at the U of A, I didn't have any time for skiing. and But uh, your classes are over near between semesters now. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Very nice. Well, Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your education. Sure. So I'm a, right now I'm a master's student in geo-environmental engineering at the U of A. Um, and before that, I was a um, environmental engineering student at the U of A. I graduated from that in 2021. So I haven't had uh, much of a, a long career per se, but uh, have been kind of engaged in research work for the past few years. Um, my last co-op term for my environmental engineering degree was at the U of A Geotechnical Center, where I'm doing my master's degree now. And I just kind of fell in love with mine waste. I found it so interesting, got to work with so many cool people. So I decided to stick around and that kind of brings me to today. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. You say that you fell in love with mine waste management and it's really funny because it's hard to get uh, people to come into the industry because it doesn't sound exciting. But for a geotechnical engineer, it's got every single aspect that you'd ever hope for. You know, if you go into something that's building related, you're not going to be doing all the different aspects that we do. And I, I think that's really pretty exciting. So, Abby, tell us what were some of your favorite courses in your master's program? Definitely for me, the the standout was at the UVA, we take a, an air photo interpretation class. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So you get the big book with all the pictures and like the special yeah. like stereoscopic yeah. lenses. Right, to right. And, and, tr and try to get lined up so it's 3D. Mm -hmm. it's, that is a pretty cool class. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who taught that class when you took it? Uh, for me, that was uh, Dr. Ward Wilson. He taught that. Oh, okay. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I've, I've known Ward for a long time. Really good guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and who was your thesis advisor? So my thesis advisor is Dr. Uh, Nick Beyer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know Nick, but I've I've heard his name many times. Mm -hmm. So you recently wrote a paper called Comparing Adaptive Management and the Observational Method for Mine Closure and Reclamation. Uh, it was with your advisor and David Barcy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to talk to you about that paper and, and some of the thoughts that went into it. So 
First of all, what is adaptive management? Oh, that's that's kind of the million dollar question. Because um, mm. everyone has a lot of their own definitions, but um, from what I can kind of tell, adaptive management is a specific management strategy that's used to reduce uncertainty over time through learning and experimentation. Okay, and what is the observational method? The observational method um, is more of an engineering approach that's the classic monitor, predict, compare your predictions to um, what you're observing, and then based on that observation, adapt, well, not adapt, but um, implement contingency measures that you've predetermined in advance. Yeah, and that's one of the things that people forget about is having those solutions before uh, things change. A lot of people seem to think it's a let's just see how it goes method, and that's not it at all. For for adaptive management, could you give us uh, an example? Sure. So a very um, referring to more of the like environmental management context of adaptive management, that could be, for example, in like a forestry context, um, having certain plots of land, and then um, perhaps um, changing your harvesting strategy in each of the plots to see, for example, this one we're going to harvest like 50%, in this one we're going to harvest 25%, and then observing um, the impacts of that on the overall um, results of your forestry service. It's probably harder to come up with an example for the observational method. Mm -hmm. Though more so that one, um, uh, an example could be having a um, slope and you are, or yes, having a slope and making some kind of cut and observing the stability. And if the stability isn't what you want it to be, you could potentially add either drains or um, flatten the slope or change the geometry depending on um, the exact um, observations. Yeah, yeah. And and again, you'd have to have those uh, remedies worked out beforehand mm -hmm. so that you could know that they would be successful and could be implemented. Yeah, okay, okay. And what... This might be a hard one. What's the difference between the two? The difference between the two um, is it's almost, it, it's quite subtle, but sometimes it seems like when you look at those like magic pictures where sometimes it looks like either a duck or a rabbit or something like that and you yeah, have to sort of yeah. squint and change your eyes right and kind of go cross-eyed a little bit yeah mm -hmm. but something that um really became a focus for me in doing this uh research is that they come from different backgrounds so adaptive management is um a lot more focused on environmental uh, and management issues versus engineering issues. 
So that kind of colors the perspective of how it's applied. Um, it's also more uh, focused on comparatively stakeholders versus the observational method. Um, and then on the other hand, the observational method is more uh, rigorous in terms of how it's applied in an engineering context. You've mentioned before, we have these contingency measures that are the real heart of the observational method, that adaptive management doesn't, doesn't necessarily have in its kind of original um, genesis of, of the method. So just at a site doing a review where the engineer said they're using the observational method because they were using uh, instrumentation data. I'm like, that's not the observational method at all. Yeah, so so in, in your paper, you were comparing the two approaches. And is it is it really, it sounds like they're used for different things. So would would you say you should pick one over the other, or they're 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 just not really one's not a replacement for the other, or it it? I think the the challenge is that they certainly aren't like a one for one replacement. Um, however, we are seeing like adaptive management being referred to more in in mind closure context and kind of coming into more of like the geotechnical space. Um, so that's the certainly the challenge there. Yeah. Um, so give us an example of the use of adaptive management for. Uh, mine closure. So in the um, in the United States, just to give uh, a bit of an example, in many of the kind of larger um, mine uh, mine reclamation projects, especially in like the Copper Valley uh, Basin in, in Tennessee, I, I believe yeah. that's that's it. Um, a lot of their their watershed management uh, reclamation work has been adaptive management. Uh, and then in Australia, we see kind of different references to that, especially in terms of revegetating landscapes. Okay. 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 And uh, tell us in your paper, um, I know it's for reclamation specifically, but what was your conclusion of the comparison of the two approaches? Uh, I think the the conclusion that um, we were trying to build to is that um, adaptive management certainly has its has its challenges and its limitations, um, especially when you look at how rigorous the observational method is. But it does um, provide an interesting way of uh, dealing with uncertainty and bringing in perhaps a more interdisciplinary approach compared to the observational method. So the the short kind of conclusion is that perhaps we can make adaptive management more like the observational method or vice versa um, in order to more effectively apply um, the method. Okay. And specifically for reclamation, was there any 
differences that you found when it's for reclamation rather than original construction or, or, or phased building of a mine? Um, not, I don't recall. I didn't really look at that too much specifically. It was more uh, looking at uh, reclamation and uh, especially some of the, the regulations surrounding that. Okay. And what were some of your key takeaways that you could share with us? Um, some of the key takeaways were that um, when we look at adaptive management and the observational method, um, certainly there are limitations and both are not, neither of them is applicable to every single problem that you might encounter. So that's something to be aware of when applying it. Um, another uh, uh, recommendation or, or suggestion is to really try to bring a risk management approach into adaptive management and this kind okay, of yeah, yeah. hybrid approach that we can look at incorporating things like thresholds and indicators and trigger levels that we would ideally see in the observational method into adaptive management to give it more of that structure and rigor um, and confidence in the method. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And this might be stretching your memory a little bit, but under our new, well, it's not new anymore, but the the GISTM, the Global Industry Standards for Tailings Management. Did you did you find in there any guidance for employing these methods? Um, as I recall, they they do mention them uh, a number of times. I think especially related to uh, like climate resiliency impacts. There wasn't though much in the way of um, very. Uh, specific or prescriptive guidance on exactly what you would need to do to be successful. I believe they do provide a, a definition, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And um, what what questions did I not ask you that you wanted to talk about? Ooh, um. Something that uh, I thought was perhaps notable for, for anyone who is interested in, in adaptive management and the observational method um, is that um, in Australia, they are a lot more prescriptive in their guidance about how adaptive management is applied. Um, and they uh, really embrace um, elements of the observational method, like trigger levels and contingency measures. So that would be for those interested in a, a good starting point for um, how to potentially apply this moving forward. In your work, was it was the brittle failures ever discussed, um, especially with respect to the observational method? Mm -hmm. They were they were discussed insofar as um, being explicitly not appropriate for either adaptive management or the observational method so yeah it's hard to adapt when something is so sudden with that it's i believe the gistm is uh they recommend conservative design criteria i believe yeah yeah so 
can. Hopefully the, the world works toward that so we don't have some of these terrible failures that we've seen in the last few years. Okay. Well, Abby, I, I, I know that uh, you've got a lot of stuff going on and you're trying to celebrate the end of the semester. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but do you have any um, pearls of wisdom or uh, any um, final words that you wanted to leave us with? Um, not, not so much um, pearls of wisdom because I feel as though I, I haven't really had enough career to uh, develop much uh, pearls of wisdom, but uh, I'll I'll uh, note that I think in the summer you you put out a blog post on, on the observational method that was stating very explicitly that this was not the uh, not the f around and find out method and I found that very very uh, very enjoyable and I was hoping to put it in the paper because I thought it was the perhaps best and most succinct description of, of what it's not and you could kind of equally say that about adaptive management that it is not the yeah. f around and find out method. right yeah yeah gotta agree with you there yeah so abby what's next for you what what happens after you graduate um what happens after i graduate that's the that's the big question um for any graduate student right. um I don't know, perhaps consulting. I think it's, I I had never heard of uh, doing anything related to mine waste like three years ago. So it's hard to really see what yeah. to do next when your life can really change in such a short period. Well, it's, uh, it's an excellent time to be entering into the field as a geotechnical engineer specializing in mine waste management. I, I don't. I, I think you'll have a problem choosing from the offers that you'll get rather than finding somebody to employ you. That's certainly good and hopeful news for a student. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Abby, um, remind us where people can find your paper. Uh, so my paper is in the uh, proceedings of the International Oil Sands Tailings Conference, uh, which uh, I believe the U of A Technical Center, we have a, a website for all of our conferences and okay. you can scroll through those proceedings, but uh, it'll be on my, my research gate. So if you kind of just Google like Abigail Paul, like adaptive management observational method, hopefully eventually you'll, Google will lead you to, to me. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I found you through a um, post on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I when I uh, publish this, I'll put a link to the paper in the show notes so people can find it. Okay. All right. Well, Abby, thanks so much for your time, and I wish you the best. And by the way, I, I, I had to do the conversion. It's minus 25 Celsius there, and it's, um, I have to look back again. It's minus 22 celsius where i am so we're just about in the same same uh, very cold boat mm -hmm. yeah okay well abby all the best and uh try to keep warm and have fun skiing yes happy holidays all right thanks you too abby
Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.